Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. There's this thing that can kill people. I felt like I was being electrocuted, screaming in pain. I heard a little girl scream. You hear a scream like that, you gotta be concerned. Creepy little kid. Dark times for the family. He would like to kill them. Either there's something in this house or I'm losing my mind. It attacked. This thing likes death. I don't like it here. There's something down there. <gasps> my name? is Amy Allen. A lot of dead people are here. I see dead people. This is not good. I speak to dead people. He is very pissed off. And they speak to me. The house is angry. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. He's killed people. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. He got shot at his house? And I know every person, every house I see. Aren't you terrified being here? It's my job to reveal him. That sounds like something out of The Exorcist. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicated during an investigation. Until the very end. It's bad. When we uncover, if it's safe for you to stay, I like some answers. Or time to get out. When Amy and I work a case, we do it independently. I interview the witnesses and then go to work uncovering all the dark secrets of the property. When we're done, we get together and reveal our findings. I'm down in Uriah, Alabama. It's a small town about an hour outside of Mobile. Amy and I were called in by a woman named Robin. She never believed in the paranormal until she moved into a dream home. Now she believes. She also believes her life is in danger. I'm gonna to try to find out what's going on. Names and faces can distract Amy during her walk. So I need to inspect the house before she arrives and remove any personal items that could influence her findings. As I approach this location, I'm already picking up on flashes of death in the area. Whatever entities are here feel extremely powerful. I'm just a little nervous because there were like two men that I got and um, they're both kind of freaky. One's completely insane, and then the other one is really quiet, but he's much more powerful and bad. I also did see the word poltergeist. Pretty much since we bought this place, you know, strange things have started happening. I've seen 
and heard a few things, but recently I was physically attacked and I can't explain it away in my head. I've renovated a lot of old houses and I've never had any kind of strange experiences. So Robin, you never believed in a paranormal before, but you do now. Yes. Why not just move? It's not really an option for us. You know, we've, we've put our life savings into this place and you know, there's really nowhere for us to go. The moment I opened to communicate with the dead, an entity started flooding my mind with violent images. There's like definitely um, something really bad. Everybody's on alert. They're nervous for me. Who's everybody? Dead people. I don't like it here. What's wrong? You okay? Yeah, I don't like this other guy, though. Whatever is here is evil, and it wants me out of this house. He doesn't want me here, and he doesn't want me to talk about him, and he threatened me, and I'm kind of scared, because... Because, <sighs> like, I think he can, like, really do and I don't like him. So what happened here? A little over a year ago, I was following my brother-in-law from one side of the attic to the other, and he had just walked across a plank, and when I stepped on the middle of the plank, it cracked, and I fell through the ceiling. Well, you can see where it's been repaired right there, but not painted. I fell from there all the way to the floor in the entryway. You fell from that hole in that ceiling all the way down to here? Yes. All the way down. That's amazing that you're not dead. I know. I should be. It crushed my pelvis, and now I'm, I have to have my hip replaced. I have no idea why the board broke on me and not a 200-pound man. That's bizarre. Yeah. The 200-pound guy goes across it, no problem. No. Nope. And then you go across and you fall through. Honestly, I don't know why I survived it. I mean, I'm thankful I did, but I really shouldn't be here. So this guy can, like, kill people. How? Strangle them, beat them, throw them down the stairs, give them a heart attack, anything he wants, really. Maybe it was a living person then, but it's not a person anymore. So, Robin, what's going on in here? One night, uh, I was awakened, and when I looked back this way, there was a tall, thin outline of a man. No details, just sort of, you know, shades of gray. That's bizarre. Yeah, I don't have any explanation for it, Steve. I'm, I'm at a loss. It's got to be driving you crazy. Um, actually, it is. It's either there's something in this house or I'm losing my mind. This area is not safe. This thing uh, likes death. It likes standing over the beds. It feels better in here. <laughs> mm. 
like this. You know? And what is it doing when it does that? It tries to kill people. Does it? I think it could. What happened to me in here is actually the reason I called you guys. I dozed off watching television one evening and I woke up, but when I sat up, floating in the air above me was a gray mass. It kind of changed shape and made a beeline at me. It went into my chest. The sensation was unbelievable. It took my breath and I felt like I was being electrocuted and frozen at the same time. Can the bad man make himself known to the living? I think he can, yeah. Mm, he goes inside of them. So essentially, like, he possesses them? How does he feel about the people in the house? Um, he would like to kill them. The man is very forceful. I think he can manipulate to some extent how people perceive him because they perceive what scares them. He likes to be around death. I think he makes people do crazy stuff. How does the bad man make people do things? Mm, he goes inside of them. So essentially, like, he possesses them? How does he feel about the people in the house? Um, he would like to kill them. <laughs> so, Ty, I was talking to your wife. Um, she's experiencing some pretty bizarre things in the house. Um, how about yourself? Anything? No, I haven't. I haven't seen anything in the house. I mean, she's, you know, tried to point some things out to me at times, but nothing. I, I can't see it. Do you believe her? I believe she sees something. She thinks I think she's crazy. Okay. Is she getting angry with you? I think she, she gets a little testy with me because she'll wake me up at night and I'm supposed to see what she's seeing and I don't see it. So yeah, she does. She gets aggravated at me. I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. The only weird thing that ever happened to me was a buddy of mine, Danny and myself, had come back by the house on our way to Mobile. When I go in the house, I heard a little girl scream. Just like a kid screaming? No, it was like I had startled a child. And the little girl screamed two more times before I got back to my truck. There's no small children in this area, and it sounded like it come from in the house, but I don't know where it come from. And when I got in the truck, Danny asked me, he said, Tell me you heard that. I said, heard what, Danny? He said, well, I heard a little girl scream. I am hearing residual screaming. I don't know what that's about. Females. 
Screaming. Words or just screams? Nah, just screaming. High-pitched screaming, pain. And they're frightened, and I feel like they're being harmed, and they're afraid of something. <laughs> Can other people hear these screams? If they're a little bit sensitive, yeah. Ty told me that the one time he experienced something strange at the house, he was with a good friend of his. I'm on my way to meet with this guy at a local diner to see what his take is on those screams. Danny, thanks for meeting with me. I appreciate it. Just spoke to Ty. Um, and he told me about an incident that you were present for uh, regarding a girl. Steve, we come in from hunting one afternoon. It was after dark. Ty had come back to get his keys to go in and lock the house up. And uh, he headed up steps. And I heard this god-awful hair-curling scream, little girl, scream three times, just as loud as you ever heard in your life. You hear a scream like that, you gotta be concerned. I got out of the vehicle. I looked around, looked around. There was nobody, nowhere to be found. It's not normal. You weren't a believer in paranormal? No, sir. Did that change your mind? It definitely changed my mind. And you definitely think there's something going on in that house? I have no doubt. Now, Robin told me about falling from the ceiling. She didn't fall. She got pushed. I tell you, the girl pushed her. You know, I fear for Robin. Because I'm going to be honest, I think the little girl's picking on her. Danny, would you live there? Ain't no way, Steve. Ain't no way. I don't believe Robin's still living there. If Robin was my wife and she experienced what she had, we'd have to leave. Let the little girl have that place. There's a lot going on here. There really is a lot. It's really physical and like, I feel nervous. I don't like it. There's a little girl. She did some sick She doesn't want people to know the bad things that she did. She kind of wants to kill someone. There's a lot of movement. He's all over here. He can move things. He's like a poltergeist manifestation. Every time I encounter a dead person, this entity comes storming in, trying to distract me. He feels like a poltergeist, but I can't be sure. Are you all right? No, I don't really want to be. This dark entity wants me out of the house, and when it isn't flashing horrifying images in my mind, it's trying to suffocate me. Wherever this guy is, it's hard to breathe. It makes it hard to breathe. But it's like from inside, it's really weird. I don't like it. Tries to like smother. It's trying to smother. I've gathered a lot of witness testimony, but right now, I'm a little short on facts. So I'm headed over to the county deeds office to see if I can turn something up. 
According to the town records, a family by the name of Garrett originally owned the property. But that's about all I'm finding. Records go back all the way to the 1880s, but for some strange reason, I'm not turning up anything specific about the house. I tracked down the woman who sold the place to Robin and Ty. She lived in that house for over 30 years. I'm headed over to speak with her now and see if she experienced anything weird when she was living there. Anna, thanks for meeting with me. I appreciate that. The house I'm investigating in town, I did some research, your name popped up, uh, and you had lived there. Yes, I lived there with my husband, yes. Now, he passed away in 97. I'm sorry to hear that. Did he, what did he die of, if you don't mind? He had a massive heart attack. Uh, did he die in the house? No. He was out looking at some of his property. It's going to sound funny if... But I got to ask you a question. Did you ever experience any paranormal things in the house? No. Nothing you couldn't explain? No. Nor did your husband? No. Anna, maybe you could clear something up for me. Um, the house records and the property records aren't matching up. Uh, does that make any sense to you? Yeah, the house was not there originally. My husband moved the house there in the 60s. What do you, what do you mean by that? My husband found it in, over in... Clark County and bought it and moved it there. How far away was the house? About 90 miles. So how did he move it? He moved it on tractor trailers. I mean, they took the house apart? Yeah, board by board, tore it down board by board. Now, where did the house sit? Was it in any place in particular? It was in Packer's Bend. Okay. Which was in the bend of the Alabama River. You could see the river from three sides of the house. There was another structure and it was moving, 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 moving. There's like people out here, but they're like wandering around without knowing where they're going. And there's a river, which is important. I'm feeling some association with this house and a river, but I can't quite tell how they're connected. What about the family that originally owned the house back in those days? Did you know that, anything about that? No, I just know it was the King family. The King family. Okay, so they're the ones I assume built the house? Yes. Mm -hmm. Huh. Now that I know the King family originally built the house, I've tracked down one of their descendants. And I'm hoping he can provide me with more information. The house I'm investigating in town apparently belonged to your family when it wasn't here. Yes, sir. And you're a descendant of the original owners. Yes, sir. Uh, what can you tell me? The house was originally built by a young couple, William Dot King, who married uh, Rebecca Singleton Tate King, and they started building this big house toward the beginning of the 1860s. And it's about a half a mile from the river was the site of the house. For the time, they're both were from prominent families and they both were used to a certain way of life and had grown up um, with slaves and servants and were both well educated. A very short period of time they've pretty much lost everything. 
He went off to the Civil War, apparently caught yellow fever, and came back home to a, a rundown plantation. I see all these men out there. They kind of look like soldiers. They're wearing gray. So like Civil War? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm like seriously seeing bodies in caskets. They scare me, I don't like them. So the husband, Mr. King, he comes back, he tracks yellow fever. And from what we understand, he, he came home, he was very sick. During that time, they lost uh, two of their young children while they were constructing the house or during the early years of the 1860s. And one day, his little uh, toddler daughter, uh, Rebecca, who was named for his wife, passed away. And then William passed away the next day. And then several years later, um, she loses a daughter, Alabama King Farr, passed away. And she was 26. Do you know what they died of? Yellow fever. Do you think all the family members died in the house? And there were no hospitals at the time. And typically, if someone was ill, the doctors would come to the house. So I feel sure that these children died at the house. I do see there's a lot of dead bodies. So we have like five dead kids. But I feel like, you know, they'll like sit around in a circle and like play and, you know, do normal kid things. But they look like, they, they look really creepy. Like they're creepy little kids. Their hairs, like clumps have fallen out. Like, you know, like they're rotting or something. Like they just started rotting. It's like, there's a lot going on here. There really is a lot. I don't like it. Rebecca, she pretty much lost everything. They just really lost their fortune and family members. So how did Rebecca handle all this? Uh, I'm sure it was really hard for her at that time to take care of herself and to know that she's responsible for these seven children and the plantation to keep things going. It was pretty dark times for the family at that point. There's a very depressed lady around. There's a depressed lady who wants to kill herself. Her head's noisy. Okay. And there was a problem. She felt very overwhelmed. Thinking, how do you do it? What do you do? How do you do it? How do you do it? Which way to do it? How do you do it? Kind of wrist or hang or put something on her face. Yellow fever wiped out nearly half the King family. But I know almost nothing about the disease. So I'm meeting with an infectious disease expert to learn more about it. Yellow fever is a viral illness that you usually contract by being bitten by an infected mosquito. And after being bitten, they would develop the fever, headache, muscle aches, 
ultimately they'll begin to develop jaundice because the liver is infected. Um, and that's where the term yellow fever comes from. And then over the next few days, that might progress to more serious illness. Then they would have bleeding from their GI tract. So bleeding from their gums, bleeding from their nose, vomiting blood in the span of you know one to two weeks. Just like that, just like that. All the sickness, everything is in this room. So there's like intestines and there's like blood and it has something to do with like the abdominal area, like that's the focus, is like the abdominal area. They look ghoulish, like they're like pale and like they have like the dark circles in the, around their eyes. They look like zombies. They're like rotting. Uh, they're watching their bodies rot. I came across many entities during my walk, but the dark figure I encountered in the bedroom was far more dangerous than any other. I'm having him sketched where he stood out the clearest because it feels significant to me for some reason. And there's this dark shadow man who's staring down from the foot of the bed. Not tall. He's probably like six foot five. There's no ears. Yeah, like that, like that. Amy, is this what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, it's time to compare our findings. We're about to reveal what we've uncovered to our clients and each other. Well, Ty Robin, it's good to see you two again. They own this home. Neither one of them believed in the paranormal before they moved here. Ty's still up in the air. He's not really convinced himself. But Robin's gone through some terrifying ordeals since she's been here. And to be honest with you, I think it's a miracle you're still alive. It is. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Question is, is it safe for her to be here? That's why they called us in. So with that being said, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your walk. During my walk, one of the things that I got was when I was looking out across the lawn and I saw a river and water and I was getting that that was very important. And there were a lot of men who were dressed in gray and may have been like soldiers of some type. I see all these men out there they kind of look like soldiers. So like Civil War? Yes. Well, a little bit of history about the house and when I was doing the research on it, uh, a lot of it wasn't making any sense to me. Problem is this house was built back in the 1850s. It was built about less than two hours from here. But where it was originally was by the Alabama River. Okay. During my walk, I sensed that this house was connected to a river, but I couldn't figure out how. Now it all makes sense. And it was moved in the 1960s to here. And the family that owned the house and built it was uh, William King and Rebecca Tate. They had a large family, and they built this home. During the war, he eventually went off and fought. He fought for the Confederates, and the Confederates wore gray. Interesting. Amy, what else did you see? There were, like, people just laid out and. Their intestines were out. Yeah, it was really disturbing. It has something to do with, like, 
the abdominal area, like, that's the focus. They're, like, rotting. There was a doctor there, and um, he was treating some of them. The guy, William King, who built this house and went off to war, he contracted yellow fever while he was there. When he eventually did come back, his plantation was in ruins. Oh. So when he came back to the house, he went up dying from yellow fever. Some of the symptoms of yellow fever are, are severe intestinal distress. Basically, you kind of look like the walking dead when you get this stuff. Hmm. So it's just. That's interesting. Why did you think it was interesting about the yellow fever, though, and what I said about it? Yeah, The Walking Dead, because I got the children in the bathroom back here, and there's about five of them, and they look like zombies. They're creepy little kids. Like, their hairs, like, clumps have fallen out. Like, you know, like, they're rotting or something. Like, they just started rotting. They were afraid of me, and I was kind of afraid of them because of just kind of how they look. And they're kind of rotting. So apparently, they saw their bodies rotting, and they became attached. Like, they, they wouldn't leave their physical bodies. During the war, Rebecca and uh, William, they lost two children in 1863, and then his daughter, who was two, died the day before he died. All to yellow fever. They were actually buried together on the property. Ty, why don't you tell Amy what happened? I got out of my truck, went up on the stairs, and it was like I startled a young girl. She screamed. Then I went inside and up and come back down the steps and she screamed two more times. It was like I startled her. That makes sense. Uh, they're very nervous, uh, whether the person's living or dead, and they just keep to themselves. Like all entities in this house, these dead children are in a constant state of fear. I know it's causing it, but I'm not ready to tell Ty and Robin just yet. So what else happened on the walk? I met this lady. She is extremely depressed. Everything that was going on in her mind was uh, about her suicide and how she was going to do it. I've never felt a depression like that, ever, ever. It was just like completely consuming. Talk about depression. Rebecca King. Now, I talked about how she, she lost three kids. Then she lost her husband. It's right after the Civil War. The plantation they were on was in ruins. She was broke. Actually, I actually have a photo of her. This is the house when it was back there. This is her here. That's crazy. The woman that I saw could possibly be her, but much, much younger. The other thing that I saw on my walk was the most disturbing. I can tell you that it is extremely negative. It is dangerous. It can interact with this reality. It feeds off of death. And it scared me, and it put really negative images during my whole walk of, like, throwing someone down the stairs, strangling someone. Like, it just wants, it just feeds off of that. 
I had a really, really frightening experience, which was the reason I started trying to seek out help. A little over a year ago, I had to go up in the attic for something. My brother-in-law was up there, and I walked across a, a board that he had just walked across, and it broke on me. I fell from up in the center down to the floor in the entryway. Whoa. I really shouldn't be here. It really should have killed me. No, your friend Danny actually thinks she was pushed. Yeah, you know, that was the first thing Danny told me when I told him what happened to Robin. He said, that little girl pushed her. I agree that Robin was pushed, but I don't think it was by the little girl. I actually did a sketch of this entity. You did a sketch? Well, kind of like a situation hmm. that I saw on my walk. Okay. I've never seen a sketch like this before. Creepy. That gives me chills. Really scares the hell out of me. It uh, was beside my bed one night, actually. It changed shape and kind of went into my chest. And when it did, I was freezing, freezing cold, and I felt like I was being electrically shocked at the same time. I was just like, what does it want? Why is it here? When her husband died, I think that she couldn't handle losing her husband and her children. She inadvertently trapped the children and her husband. So she goes into this major depression, and she may have had this ability, psychokinesis. Individuals who have the ability of psychokinesis could create a psychokinetic manifestation. These entities feed off the negative emotions of the living. They're very powerful and can physically influence their environment. Now, what someone can do when they have this type of ability is when they go into a depression or if they're very angry, they can then take energy from their environment and they can create an entity. This entity will consist of not only, you know, the dead people that's in that area, but it also consists of the person's stress, depression, anxiety. This thing needs to feed itself like an animal and its food is weakness, despair, anger, death. You guys have heard the term poltergeist? That's a step below this. This is severe PK manifestation. You've created an entity to basically do your bidding. It's not like she knew she was doing this. So it's unintentional? Yeah. So I know this was a lot for you to absorb tonight. Question is, though, how do you get rid of this thing? And if you're safe? Um, the only one that can really answer that is Amy. Considering what it has already done, 
I don't really think it's safe for you to stay. I don't want to be evicted by a thing from right. everything I've worked for. That put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in it. If you're determined to stay, what I would suggest is having a medium come in and first deal with the children and moving them on. The medium would have to be someone who has some type of therapy background because, I mean, there's a lot of dynamics going on here that they're going to have to have long communication about. And I can help you find a legitimate medium. And that way, the psychokinesis will begin to diminish, but it can still harm in the meantime. There's cleansing techniques to protect yourself by bringing in someone who is religious, like a priest, because his belief in his religion could potentially affect this thing and make it leave. So are the two years going to take Amy's advice and get a medium and try to take care of this? I think so. Okay. Absolutely. This is my time here. I'll be, you know, one of them before long. This is mine for now. No, we know what it is. I want to yeah. get rid of it. Mm -hmm. As long as they are in this house, Robin and Ty could be in serious danger. I really hope they follow through with their promise to cleanse it. Otherwise, Robin may not be as lucky the next time the entity attacks. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.